All right, all right, here we are yet again, back in the saddle with another cup of coffee. Definitely sipping an iced coffee today. It's a humid, feels like 86 degrees. We just had a rainstorm pass through, so it's hot, humid, muggy. This coffee is the only thing keeping us alive at this point. The windows are already fogged up because we recorded a little something extra special for you at the end of this podcast that I will uh, add to it. Today's podcast is going to be about speeches. See, I know a lot of you probably are like, speeches? You know, when you think of a speech, you think of, I had a dream, or some other famous speech that some other leader has put out there in the world. But the thing with speeches is, when people give a speech, they're proclaiming something, they're professing something, they're making some kind of declaration. These aren't just light words. They're not up there just, today I went and walked the dog and we saw a parrot on a tree. No, this is, today I was walking the dog. I saw a parrot on the tree. Every word has meaning. And the reason we're going to read this speech is just because I want you to see that there's different types of text that you can read and you can gain different things. The one thing with speeches that you'll find is it's direct communication. So when you read a speech, you read it as if it's your own words. This isn't some fantasy story, romance novel, you know, James came into the room with no shirt on and picked her up. This isn't some fairy tale. This is real life. This is people talking about change. This is people pushing for movements, new direction, opening something, dreams, building skyscrapers. This is Braveheart. Freedom! You know, this is, this is when people are just really digging deep and using words to inspire and motivate others. So, this is not going to be the most powerful speech in the world. But it is going to be a speech that I think is worthy of your attention. It's from Charlie Chaplin. Do you know who he is? He's the little guy who would be in those black and white movies with no sound and a little mustache. Walking around all awkwardly. You know, I don't know how many films of his you've watched, but that's Charlie Chaplin. Well, it seems that he was writing speeches and saying some pretty profound things back in the day. So we're going to explore that. But before we do... We're going to take another sip from this uh, iced coffee caramel see-through cup. You can see the uh, red and white straw through the middle of it. It is what it is, but let's get into it. All right, so as you may hear in the background, we have a bit of weather, a little bit of rain, ambiance per se for the uh for the podcast which i don't mind the windows are already fogged up because i've been in here recording this uh recording of me reading the uh the poem to make sure you hear it correctly i mean i could just fly through it but i wanted to articulate the words just so you get the full the full chaplain so to speak full chaplain you know if this is your first round i don't want to mess it up i want to make sure you get the full the full chaplain like some chapstick in your back pocket. I want you to be able to take it out, pull the cap off, and just rub it in there, right? So I didn't want to slaughter his words. Um, but one thing that's interesting is I found that there are several different versions of this poem up there. And through the different translations, some things are added, some things are taken away. So I guess it all really depends on who wrote it. So it just makes me wonder, what language did Charlie Chaplin say it in? I might have to do some research on him just to find out a little more about him and see if this was even an English poem. 
But either way, it's written in English. I gave it to you. I recorded it. We're separately from just me having this audio right here. Like I'm talking now, I stopped, recorded, came back to talking. Just because trying to talk and then read through it, it was just too much. It was just too much going on with the sounds. And then people want to come over here and park in front of the car and look at me. You know how that, that kind of sometimes affects my um, point of focus out here. But we just wanted to make sure you had a good copy of it. So here it is. I'll let you listen to it. Enjoy. When I started loving myself, I understood that I'm always and at any given opportunity in the right place at the right time. And I understood that all that happens is right. From then on, I could be calm. Today I know it's called trust. When I started to love myself, I understood how much it can offend somebody when I tried to force my desires on this person, even though I knew the time is not right and the person was not ready for it, and even though this person was me. Today I know it's called letting go. When I started loving myself, I could recognize that emotional pain and grief are just warning signs for me to not live against my own truth. Today I know it's called authentically being. When I started loving myself, I stopped longing for another life and could see that everything around me was a request to grow. Today I know it's called maturity. When I started loving myself, I stopped depriving myself of my free time and stopped sketching further magnificent projects for the future. Today I only do what's fun and joy for me what I love and what makes my heart laugh, in my own way and in my own tempo. Today I know it's called honesty. When I started loving myself, I escaped from all what wasn't healthy for me, from dishes, people, things, situations, and even from everything pulling me down and away from myself. In the beginning, I called it the healthy egoism, but today I know it's called self-love. When I started loving myself, I stopped wanting to always be right. Thus, I've been less wrong. Today, I've recognized it's called humbleness. When I started loving myself, I refused to live further in the past and worry about my future. Now I live only at this moment where everything takes place. Like this, I live every day and I call it consciousness. When I started loving myself, I recognized that my thinking can make me miserable and sick. When I requested for my heart forces, my mind got an important partner. Today I call this connection heart wisdom. We don't need to fear further discussions, conflicts, and problems with ourselves and others, since even stars sometimes bang on each other and create new worlds. Today I know this is life. Now, for those of you that have been riding with me for a minute, right? Been rolling through the episodes, we've been listening, you hear me talk a lot about using your English. Not only studying it, but using it. And not being afraid to make mistakes. Putting yourself out there. So, as a treat for you, if you're interested, I have also recorded myself reading 
that very same speech or the one that I found in Russian in Russian for you on this podcast. So not only do you hear my words about read speeches, they're good for helping your pronunciation, for practicing your English. You hear me utilize it in the language that I'm learning, which is Russian. If you understand Russian, you'll listen to it and you'll see that yes, I am somebody that's learning the language. But if you don't study Russian, when you listen to it, you're probably going to say, dang, he knows it all. No, I don't know it all. There's always room for improvement. And that's the thing I want to express to you. You'll never have it all the way 110%. But where you have it is where you have it today. And you have to be proud of that. You have to take stock in that. And you can't be ashamed to use the English that you have, to use the language that you have at this moment, right now, to communicate with the world. So, enjoy this listing. Когда я начал убить себя, я понял, что тоска и страдания – это только предупредительные сигналы о том, что я живу против своей собственной истинности. Сегодня я знаю, что это называется подлинность. Когда я начал убить себя, я понял, как сильно можно обидеть кого-то, если навязывает ему исполнение его же собственных желаний, когда время еще не подошло. И человек еще не готов. И этот человек я сам. Сегодня я называю это признание. Когда я начал любить себя, я перестал стремиться к другой жизни. И вдруг увидел, что все, что окружает меня, приглашает меня расти. Сегодня я называю это зрелость. Когда я начал любить себя, я понял, что при любых обстоятельствах я нахожусь в правильном месте, в правильное время, и все происходит исключительно в нужный момент. Поэтому я могу быть спокоен. Теперь я называю это уверенностью в себе. Как я начал убить себя, я перестал красть свое собственное время и проектировать грандиозные проекты на будущее. Сегодня я делаю только то, что приносит мне радость и счастье. То, что я люблю делать и что приводит мое сердце в радостное настроение. Я делаю это своим собственным способом и в своем собственном ритме. Сегодня я называю это простота. Когда я начал убить себя, я освободился от всего, что приносит вред моему здоровью. Пищи, люди, вещи, ситуации, всего, что тянуло меня вниз и уводило прочь от себя. Сначала я назвал это позицией здорового эгоизма. Сегодня я называю это любовь к самому себе. Когда я начал убить себя, я прекратил пытаться всегда быть правым. И с тех пор я ошибаюсь меньше. Теперь я узнал, что это скромность. Когда я начал убить себя, я прекратил жить в прошлом и беспокоиться о будущем. Сегодня я живу только настоящим моментом, в котором все происходит. Теперь я живу каждый день, день за днем. И называю это осуществление. Когда я начал убить себя, я осознал, что ум мой может расстраивать меня. И что от этого можно заболеть. Но когда я объединил его с моим сердцем, мой разум стал моим сильным союзником. Сегодня я зову эту 
взаим мудрость сердца. Нам больше не нужно бояться споров, конфронтаций или разного рода проблем со собой или с другими. Даже звезды сталкиваются, и из их столкновений рождаются новые миры. Сегодня я знаю, это жизнь. So to round it out, now that you've listened to everything, you've heard me read that poem in English, you've heard me read the poem or speech in Russian, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to just sit there and passively read it? Or are you going to open your mouth and articulate those words in English, using the English that you've been studying? There's nothing wrong with doing it. And here's the beautiful thing. There's thousands of speeches, some a hundred times better than what we just read today. But we wanted to pick something simple that everybody could read. Now it's simple in relation to your level of English. If you're understanding what I'm saying now, that poem is simple. There should be no hang-ups. But if you have trouble understanding what I say in the podcast, then you know where you need to work. You know where your level is. There may be some areas that you understand better than others. But it doesn't mean you're out of the game. It just means you need to keep listening, keep working. As I'm trying to talk over the rain, this rain is coming down. But um, I hope you all are safe. <laughs> Before I get washed away, I'm going to say I appreciate you listening. As you know, transcripts can be found on the site. Go on over there, check out Espresso. Get you some transcripts if you want to follow along with the words or just continue listening. But reach out to me. As you know, we have the Facebook, we got the Instagram, I also have the email, plenty of ways for you to reach out to me. I would love for somebody to send in a recording, though, of their own reading of that poem that we read today or that speech that we read today. I would love to just hear my people out there using their English. But... I'm going to leave you on that one. We'll take the exit sip. And I will see you in the next one.